Every three seconds, there's a new victim of identity theft. A criminal could be applying for loans in your name or even selling your personal info on the dark web. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your info and alerts you to potential identity threats. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock, it's easy to help protect yourself. Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Good morning, listeners. This is Jim the Keys, bartender coming to you from the Florida Keys. The As the week goes on, the gradually warming and more humid Florida Keys, and we we appreciate that. We're in the middle of what everyone seems to be calling Hell Week. And I think it puts us in the wrong perspective, especially when you're in the business and, and uh, working in that sector, that travel sector, the visitor sector. We just have a lot of people down here, and we seem to we make more money but we got to be, I guess we got to be vigilant against maybe using terminology that kind of makes us, put us, puts us in the mood. Hell week. It was like, oh, bonus. We can call it bonus week. Great. So we have extra visitors, right? We don't have to focus on the empty store shelves because when they come in, we, you know, we have a lot of people that are renting. I guess it would be more like Airbnb or efficiencies, condos, and things like that because we get cleaned out down here, our local stores. We have stores that are adequate for, let's say, 50% occupancy, <clears throat> a constant 50% occupancy, or maybe up to 75 and they restock for it. But this week rolls up, the week between Christmas and New Year's, and we have an a set influx of just 95% occupancy of hotel rooms and places like uh, all, all, the, all the rental properties. And I have a suspicion, even though there's probably no studies that have been done in depth because people don't want to really answer surveys when it comes to things like extra income, that... We have a traditionally much higher busy week because not only um, we keep track of our hotel rooms, the occupancy rates there, but we don't do occupancy rates for properties. A lot of these properties down here are vacation properties. And my sneaking suspicion is that there's been a Tremendous upsurge in people getting outlets where they can just rent to whomever on Airbnb, VRBO, whatever, all these different online rental places. I'm not talking about the scams where people, I told you a couple months ago, I had someone come by and they were actually listing in a, in a, a, a room for rent in in the house I live in, which unbeknownst to me, someone, I mean, I guess 
if you do it enough times, you could just pick an arbitrary property. You might get someone to bite and send you a a deposit. You know, we can hold this property for you, this house for five hundred dollars. Uh, here's some pictures of it. Blah 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 blah. But you know, we had someone come and visit and ask me they wanted to look at the room, and I said we do not have a room for rent in this house. You've been. I don't know. Either person gave you a wrong address or they're most likely trying to get you. But calling it Hell Week, let's get back to it. Let's Hell Week, it just sets the wrong tone. It's like when you call, you start calling the wife the ball and chain. We used to call it our girlfriends and wives when we were back in Philly, the fun police. Because they always knew when you were having fun and that's what we said. They always knew we were having fun and they were working. Wherever there was happiness in our lives, they were on it to sequester that fun, to stop it. That's what we thought. But it's mainly because we were acting like guys, getting drunk, chasing girls, and stuff like that. We're doing things that weren't conducive to the relationship. It doesn't mean that weren't conducive, the girls weren't, or significant others weren't interested in us having fun, they wanted us to have fun with them. And that's a subtle difference right there. So when you view it, if you look at it, say, nope, I love it. She's a sweetheart. Sometimes we don't see eye to eye. And a lot of it has to do with diverging expectations on a daily basis. But on the grand strategy, you can always... Just look at something big, like a grand strategy for this week, instead of calling it Hell Week. <laughs> it's the end of 2021. We ended on a t- If we didn't make enough money through the rest of the year, we have an opportunity to make up some ground or even make it all up on this week. Going into the beginning of the year. And we'll get to that a little more in depth with my topic I wanted to talk about later. later. Hence the, the title of the episode. Now, every if you're working in a restaurant business, every holiday has a different vibe. Right? Uh, I'm going to start, I'll try to do a chronological, which will, you know, we are talking, we'll be talking about calendars, but we have our, let me talk about these holidays. You have the Super Bowl Sunday, St. Patrick's Day, New Year's, Valentine's Day through Valentine's Day. Everyone has their and, and means something different to the people that work in the business. If you are a big time Irish bar, St. Patrick's Day is huge, a huge, huge, huge holiday and it's not that other bars aren't but it just seems people seem to really want to go and hit the bars that have a slight affiliation with Irish right so and it's beer and whiskey and wearing hats and beads and then you have Valentine's Day Uh, I'm not doing it chronological but Valentine's Day is a a couple's day. So it's a lot of two tops. Sometimes four tops. was kind of, you know, it depends on, you know, people, they could be in a group thing. It could be Valentine's Day. Hey, I'm taking me and my three, three uh, boyfriends or 
we're swingers. We're, we're going in our swingers group, going out Valentine's Day. But Tennessee with Valentine's Day, it's a lot of champagne, a lot of wine. A lot, and you're doing the really, you really make some bad decisions on New Year's Eve. And you're, you're thinking about your resolutions, but you're going to do whatever you can to make an embarrassment of yourself. Possibly. For some people. And it's an it's a time where a lot of people aren't used to drinking that late, especially down here, because we are a fishing culture. So people are up in the morning. So we have a tendency for some people to really want to get, if they want to get hammered, they start earlier. So it's a real mess on New Year's Eve, because if you're starting to drink at four o'clock, that's eight hours or 12 at noon. It's 12 hours. You got people possibly blacking out and coming back. But it's a different vibe for the holidays. Uh, Super Bowl, you're you're either open or you're not open. Valentine's Day, you're going to be slammed. St. Patrick's Day could be rolling in all different times. You could have uh, buses stopping in. When I say buses, you know, in, in the big cities at least, they used to have in Philadelphia. I know they do it in Boston, New York, Chicago. They have the Air and Express where they visit. You know, it's nice. You get you get a smattering of drunk people. It's like a buffet of drunk people coming to your place. Oh, here's the bus. You know, it's not going to be necessarily really good. You know, it's not going to be a bunch of sober people getting off that bus on St. Patrick's Day. It's the drunk bus. Yes, it is. And at the end of that run... It is not pretty, the Aaron Express. And they do a recreation of the Civil War, the Irish Troubles, at the end of the night. Because people sure there's going to be a couple guys named Sean and Patrick going at it. Or James, or Jimmy, and throw me in the mix, are going to be going at it at the end of the Aaron Express. Recreating the Protestants and the Catholics in Ireland. So it's mainly the Catholics that are out there. Well, enough talking about those holidays, but we do manage them. I'm, I'm working on New Year's Eve. It's tendency we don't normally have people there around midnight. I don't expect to be there after, after 11 o'clock. I, I intend to spend midnight with my, my family because we're not near the fireworks and there shouldn't be anybody really late. Our music stops at... 10 because it's going to be outside that day, which works out good. And what I really think about when New Year's comes up is, wow, the only point in space, we are in that point in space, around the sun, in the general vicinity, where it is. And why are we there? Why is... December 31st, December 31st, and January 1st. January 1st. Well, the reason, and I'm, I used to make a joke about this when people would talk about, uh, I, I still talk about, it. you know, I never let go of a joke, right? I'll hammer away at it, especially one of my own creations. And when people talk about leap years, uh, February 29th, or they talk about daylight savings time, I look at them and I, they go, hey, are you, you messed up because of daylight savings time or, you know, 
falling back in the fall or springing forward in the fall or that extra day in February, which no one really talks about all the time. Uh, but I do bring it up when they mention that. And because I always beat the dead horse. I don't know why, but I do. So, if you're a long-time listener, you heard this before, maybe. But I tell people, and I said, daylight savings time, I never change my clock. Because in six months, it'll be right again. The reason is, the original intention, which is, from what I'm about to say, is totally made up. But it is my creation. I say, it's meant to save. Meaning, I take the extra hour in the fall and in the uh, spring and bank it. And every four years, I don't observe the February 29th. So, at the end of about eight years, I have an extra week. And I guess after 32, 34 years, I got a month all to myself. And I look at the people. I said, what do you do with your extra hour? Drink, sleep. I'm banking that. And no one's going to be able to schedule on February anything with me because I'm the only one observing it. And they'll look at me like I'm crazy. And I said, you know, I I didn't give a lot of thought to it, but it was just something I do all the time. I say, I do not use my daylight savings. People think you're crazy. As it turns out, I'm not so crazy. So, I'll do a brief history. In 1582, Pope Gregory XIII seemed to codify the calendar, the Roman Catholic Church wanted to set Easter to be kind of somewhat static, even though it's not. But they set the calendar. And we hence we get the, the Gregorian calendar. It's easy for me to say. Gregorian calendar, 12 months, most of them 30, 31 days, with the 28th day, February, every four years, 29th. Why is it? A leap year because we always talk about the year being 365 days long. It's actually 365 point, oh God, 2425, almost 365 and a quarter. Hence, every four years, you're left with that time, you put it together, you have an extra day. So we get all these things and the days aren't evenly divided. Every every year we'll have Christmas on the 25th. It It could be on any day of the week. Not arbitrarily, but we know what it's going to be like in 2024, what day Christmas will be. It, It won't be the same as 2023 unless there's a leap year or something like that. You never know, right? You do know. What am I saying you never know? You do know. But you don't keep track. So every year you have to have a different calendar, right? July 4th could be on a Monday. could be on a Tuesday. could be on Wednesday. 
So we got all these days you're trying to figure out. And it says, well, what do you, um, you have your court date is for court date. Jury duty is January 10th. Well, what day is that? Well, it turns out for me it's on a Monday. I think it's, I think it's on a Monday for jury duty. I show up and tell them some of my views and go, normally I hear, Mr. Rand, you are excused. Mr. Rand, you are excused. Used to be, I used to answer them so I would be picked. I would be picked. But now, I am the most opinionated, opinionated people. I'm not necessarily the best juror in the world. Some, I will listen to the evidence. Yes. If the person's innocent, they're innocent. If they're guilty, they're guilty. But sometimes they don't need, you, they don't want someone very opinionated. You know? Unless you're in a defense, you say, well, this guy is definitely a hung jury material for our case. Or this guy's a convict for our case. So they'll just say, oh, we don't want him. Or the, the whole judicial system says, we don't need that guy. But we're talking about calendars now. So it would be nice if January 10th was always Monday, wouldn't it? We'll get to talking about that later. And there are other calendars. We know the Chinese calendar, we, uh, the Islamic calendar, the Hebrew calendar. Sometimes on the Hebrew calendar, there's, in some years, it's 384 days. Yeah, it's kind of screwed up. In the old Roman calendar, there were 10 months and there were 304 days. The old Roman. Like, oh God. I guess that was BC. So what they tried to do is divide up the years. So relatively every December 24th, let's not say Christmas Eve, but it's the 24th, the 22nd, the... Uh, autumnal equinox or vernal equinox, whatever you want to call it. We're in the same position in space. The earth is tilted that way. So in December 24th, we're beginning winter or 22nd, we're beginning winter in the Northern Hemisphere and they're beginning summer in the Southern Hemisphere. Right? So, and it makes it easier to plant crops. You know, this time of year... Uh, let's say you're in a certain latitude, you know, on April 1st is a good time to plant your corn or your wheat every year. But if you didn't track the calendar right, April 1st could start falling out in the hottest months, the driest months, and you don't really necessarily want to, dry, you know, start planting then. So you'd have to adjust. It's really screwy when you think about it, especially when you're we're getting paid. You got the fiscal years. That's for business. And fiscal years in investment and banking is really screwed up. Because if you think about it, quarters could be different. Right? If you start on October 1st, go to January. But that February, you're losing or gaining a day inside a fiscal calendar could mean worlds different in profits and losses. You know? That's a one and a half percent, maybe, just from that extra day. And if it was a good day, it could be a three, three, four percent because of the day added to the calendar. Now, there is a solution. And there were two professors, and one of them, I think, one or both are at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. 
and it's Hanky Henry. Hanky Henry. That Hank, H-A-N-K-E, that's the last name of one, the other's Henry. And what they want is the same calendar each year. You could pretty much get one calendar. And January 1st is always going to be a Tuesday. How do they do it? How do they do it? Well, this is how they do it. Each quarter, the first two months are 30, 30. The third month is 31. So, January, February, 30, 30. March, 31. And then repeat the cycle each year. Then every five or six years, what they do, because there's a shortened, they're, they're missing a couple days, like, maybe one, they add an extra week. Yes. Now that phantom week, imagine how difficult it is people born in a leap year. And leap year is weird too because leap years, we always are used to occurring every four years, right? But not necessarily. Not all the time. Like in 1900, the year 1900, 1900, according to Gregorian calendar, there was not a leap year. And it has something to do with being divisible by 400 and things like that. It's all math. So that 0.245 year, if we're not careful, if you don't keep track of it, like I said previously, October, um, let's say February 2nd, in Wisconsin, after 90 years, right? You're not going to be ice fishing on uh, February 2nd. You'll be ice fishing in July because of that extra date. If you if you change the calendar and you didn't you didn't account for it, if you didn't account for it, every hundred years you'd be off close to four weeks, and after 400 years or 300 years you'd be in a whole different season if you didn't keep track of it. That's, that's the thing when you extra days for the calendar. The extra week comes in in between December and January. That'd be pretty good every five or six years. You say, well, we got an extra week. Everyone gets a holiday. Well, not everyone. Not everyone. Not the hospitals, not the bartenders, not the servers. Not the people working, you know, I think I create all sorts of things like that. But the calendar thing would be phenomenal. But I just think of the calendar industry. Think of all the printing that has changed. Everything that changed in printing. People are still printing flower, flyers, flyer, fr- printing flowers. They are printing flowers. They're, they're paper flowers. and they're all, Yeah, they print flowers. But think of all the things that have changed with the digitization of the world, like flyers and things like that. People have social media. They say, well, we don't have to do flyers. We can do every flyers. We can do everything on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We, we, don't need, we don't need to print out a million pieces of paper and spread them around the things that people won't read. We know we get a higher read rate when we post it to people that are interested Yes. So there's less printing when it comes to that. There's less printing when it comes to that. You don't, you don't, people don't have date books. They put it in their, on their phone. 
But the one thing that doesn't seem to stop are calendars. Every year, banks, uh, snap-on tools, whatever, calendars. You know, Playboy had count, play count. You know, you had at the end of the year, they had all the girls in Playboy every month on their calendar. A beautiful calendar it was. Oh, Miss July. You know, what a beautiful, yeah, whatever. I don't want to go from that. I, I realized I was going down a, um, a rabbit hole. No pun intended. Playboy bunny, rabbit hole, bubble. But those calendars, they're, they're every bank's, schools, school calendars are so screwed up because sometimes they say, well, we don't show the weekends because we don't do anything on the weekends. We just, why print, why put things on Saturday and Sunday? Well, because we track Saturday and Sunday. And you see, you only see like 20 days in the month that they're tracking on their calendar. Yes. Yes, everyone has a different calendar. Everyone has a different calendar. And on top of those things, I was talking about that Hank Henry calendar where they add the extra weekend on that. They also propose getting rid of daylight Savings time. And time zones. That's radical. Time zones. So whenever it's, let's say, March 3rd, the day it turns March 3rd and you're in that day still. Wait, I, I don't know how the hell that works. Anymore. March 3rd is March. An international dateline, it's March 3rd everywhere. And it's the same time. So the arbitrary, whether it's Greenwich, let's say you pick the line is the Greenwich, uh, the Greenwich longitudinal line going through Greenwich, England or through Beijing or whatever. The real, if they ever do it, the line where they start it will be very culturally and politically significant because they'll say, well, this is the most important place for it to change. So, let's say at the international dateline. So, when it becomes March 3rd, it's March 3rd everywhere. And it's after midnight. Everywhere. The same time. So, once it does that whole roll around, goes that thing. It's March 3rd anywhere. So, and he said, well, how that will that work, Jim? I said, well, it, let's say it happens at 12 noon for where you are. Well, that's... If you don't get up... If the sun... When the sun comes up, if the sun comes up at 6 p.m., according to that new clock, that's maybe the time you get up. Or you pick that. That's morning for you. And it'll change. You know how we screw up with that stuff and the, the, the... Get rid of daylight savings time and you think it's crazy with the hours and stuff like that. Wait until you look if they try to do something like that. And some people will say, well, we got to stay on time with Beijing because that's when we're that's when they're working. That's when we're working. If they start work, it's if they start work at 8 a.m. We start. That's when we are 8 a.m. When you, but the nice thing about it, if you're calling somebody, now you could be calling them 
in the middle of the night, but it's their middle of the workday. That'd be really interesting. I get calls from, I get calls, I got messages from uh, my uh, people that are trying out. I like to call it people trying out for 90 Day Fiancé, the lost episodes. Even though I tell them I'm married and all that stuff, they still contact me. Oh, you want to be my friend? The new one, and uh, they're always beautiful. I mean, 80% of them are beautiful Asian women. Uh, and now they post like eight pictures, ten pictures, sometimes with food and stuff like that. And they're always well-to-do. They're always well-to-do. And this one sent me a message saying, uh, oh, uh, it was a guy's name. An anglicized guy's name. I'm coming to Miami. I'm looking to buy a villa or a condo. Maybe when I'm there, you can stay with me. And I go, this is Jim, not whatever name it was. And and I, we talked back and forth and all that stuff. She said, oh, you're coming. That's nice. And so, well, maybe, hopefully you should get a hold of your friend and maybe they can stay with you. Oh, that's a woman. So the anglicized, they took an anglicized name of a woman. So I'm like, oh, Hank. I never met a girl named Hank, but... Why not? I just picked Hank. I don't know what it was. I forget. I just remember it was a guy's name. So I'm calling back and forth. And they say, can we be friends? I go, oh, sure. Sure, we can be friends. And uh, I mentioned my podcast, but they never, they, they didn't contact me with podcasts. I, it just shows up on WhatsApp. And I use WhatsApp for my uh, relatives in Europe. Pretty much it. So they don't have to, you know, if they want to call, they they, you know, you can call them FaceTime too, Facebook and all that stuff. But it, I'm looking forward to an interesting year talking to my, the applicants for 90 Day Fiance. Well, we'll be doing a New Year's Eve show, even though we weren't talking about New Year's Eve, we were talking about calendars. I hope you enjoyed it. We are, I, w- I would like to say, I would like to say we are well on our way to 100,000 downloads before the end of the year. We are not on, well on our way to 100. So I'm not going to say that. <clears throat> but I do appreciate all your efforts. I do. I do. I'm not going to look at the downside. I got what I got. I don't understand how this necessarily works because it only tracks downloads. And so all my streams, supposedly they track, but I don't think they necessarily track on every medium because I get such a huge one. Apple tracks it really well and Spotify. And I'm still in the top four of my podcast. So there could be a lot of streaming going on. There'll be a lot of streaming going on on New Year's Eve. Urine and the other bodily fluids. But the streaming, I don't know. I don't necessarily know how to track. I can only guess like if it's three, four times as many um, streams as there are downloads, that's great. That means up until this point, we got close to 200,000 listeners, listens, over five years. I understand it's not a lot, but we are getting more and more. So we are moving into that rarefied territory. And I do appreciate that. And we do look like we're going to be in a great position for 2022. 
to do whatever. And I'm going to have to change the verbiage because I know I'm not always funny. I try to be informative and humorous, but, you know, I talk about things that we talk about in bars. It's life. That's the way it is. I do appreciate you for listening. I want you to know that I'll be thinking about you guys, wherever you're from, Knoxville, Georgia, Philadelphia, Taiwan, India, Germany, uh, I'm missing someone, Netherlands, Canada, uh, not so much South America and stuff like that. But you know what? Why, why, there's plenty of Spanish language podcasts. I understand that. But I do appreciate you for listening and putting up with the abysmal quality of the show sometimes. I understand. I understand. And it's something, this is just as much for you as it is for me. And I do appreciate it. Uh, this is Jim the Keys Bartender signing off at 34 minutes. Have a great day, and I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Bye.